0: This program is brought to you by the partners of Arute Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support Arute Awakening International today. The late great friend of Arute Awakening International, Brad Scott, had a profoundly simple saying about the Hebrew language. He said, Words mean things. Love it. Tonight, Keith Johnson and I explore that truth as it relates to the encounter between Moses and the burning bush because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. Well, finally, Shabbat Shalom Torah fans. It's the end of the week. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. You know, a friend of this ministry and a personal friend of mine, Brad Scott, taught me a lot about Hebrew. And one of the most profound things he said in his jokingly simplistic way was words mean things. Well, of course he was talking about Hebrew and that's what Keith Johnson and I are going to talk about tonight in the third episode of The Name of God, Pure and Simple. Something that's not so simple is the name of our calendar. So let's take a look at it. The astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. It's now the third Shabbat of the 10th month and that also means that it's uh, time is running out for us on the Gregorian calendar on 2021, so let's talk about that with my co-host, the Chief Operating Officer of Root Awakening International, Ted Clayton.
1: Thanks, Scott, for for letting me be here. I am so happy to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live, Shabbat Shalom, and you know, uh, you just brought up a wonderful name, Brad Scott, we just had so many good times with him.
0: He's a good guy. He, he's actually came on my Health Awakening show and he's come on this show. Uh, oh, he's, yes. he's a great fun friend of, of uh, Michael's and uh, was a great friend of Michael's. And uh, I, I just loved how, you know, he would come in here and he was in his 60s, yeah. but he dressed like he was 18. I, I love know. It. He'd come in on his he Nike sneakers and his jeans <laughs> and it's like, it, he's just, the guy never was just, he had this eternal kind of youthful energy about him. He it's did, just, he I did. and he's
1: just a great sense of humor. You thought you were walking in uh, to a comedian, but in fact, <laughs> you were walking into a great man of God and we really miss Brad. We yeah, he's just,
0: brilliant too, oh brilliant my gosh. Guy. You
1: know, the first time
0: I ever heard anything about uh, about Hebrew roots or anything like that was through, well, first of all, somebody gave us a, a DVD in our mailbox. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, and it was Michael Rood. Oh. But th- that's why I'm here today, honestly. But then sure. shortly after that, we wanted to know more about Hebrew, and the way we found that was through Brad Scott. And he actually came to uh, a home fellowship uh, when I was wow. uh, visiting Vancouver one time. And wow. so we went there, and we I met with him in person. and. I just loved his stuff, and yeah, always loved Brad Scott.
1: Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Michael Rude, yeah, Michael asked me, oh gosh, I guess about three or four months ago, he said, Ted, let me ask you a question. Could you possibly get together with some of the leaders of the preparation world? You know, the preppers, quote unquote, and let's talk about what's happening. You know. There are so many things happening in the world today, ladies and gentlemen, you've got volcanoes happening, earthquakes, uh, hurricanes that have happened, tornadoes, the list just goes on and on, major floods across the country and so forth and there's a lot of governmental unrest, not to even mention the pandemic that's happening right now. And ladies and gentlemen, we're putting together a very, very special series of programs in the month of January that you're not gonna wanna miss. Now, we always say, you know, call your friends, call your family, call your neighbors, they're not gonna wanna miss this. Ladies and gentlemen, they are truly not gonna wanna miss this, we have some really special guests that Michael asked us to put on the air, and we're gonna do That just for you, just for you this month of January to help you prepare for the times of emergencies that may come up. Now, Scott, tell us who we're gonna have on next week.
0: Well, we have some friends of uh, Rude Awakening who have been here before and some folks you may have never seen before. Right. So number one, we've got, well, Ted, you're gonna be here because you're going to be talking about emergency communication. I don't know how many pe- people know, but uh, you're really into ham radio and uh, emergency communications. Indeed,
1: ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have a very special guest with us. We're gonna have the president of the Columbia Amateur Radio Club uh, to talk to us about emergency preparation His name is Jim Lathan. He'll be with us uh, next month. He's going to be talking about all of the ways to communicate uh, when the cell phones go down. You know, uh, Scott, a lot of people know or don't know that I was uh, part of the Hurricane Katrina uh, evacuation. And ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you, when things like that happened, one of the first things that went down was cell phone communication. And we really, really need to have an understanding of how do we communicate with our families when things are happening bad? Jim's gonna have some great stories, uh, one of which about uh, when the bombing happened in Nashville Mm -hmm. that took out all the cell phones around Nashville. Mm. What did people do to be able to communicate to their families and tell them that they were okay. So that's just one of the many uh, different facets of this. Now, Scott, tell us who else is gonna be here with well, us. Well,
0: th- again, speaking of Friends of a Rude Awakening, so David Robinson yeah. is an avid hunter. He actually is uh, quite versed in wilderness survival, <laughs> very too.
1: Very much so. Yeah, so, because
0: he, w- he was in uh, military and all that kind of thing, so he knows a lot of, a lot yeah, of this kind of stuff, so good. he's gonna talk about that. Uh, we also have this lady named Amy Bond. Amy is a specialist in uh, AI technology and what is going on with uh, injectables. We've all heard about the mark of the beast, this kind of thing. Wow, That is coming, you guys, it just is. And she has the details of what is being created right now, not just in the planning stages and ethereal things, it is being created right now and she has the details on that. We also have uh, John Schneider.
1: John Schneider from the Dukes of Do you Hazzard. you Schneider? Schneider? Yes,
0: like Bo Duke, John Schneider. <laughs> he is, I don't know how many people know this, he is our amazing patriot. He loves this country. He's gonna help us. He's gonna open up the series, as a matter of fact. And he and his wife, his wife got over uh, stage four breast cancer. Oh, wow. Uh, doing it her own way. And that's another <laughs> thing we're gonna talk about. If you don't have access to conventional medicine, what are you going to do? How yeah. do you take control of things that are going on in your health so you can survive for your family? And he is just a, a wonderful patriot to tell us and to remind us, who are we standing up for? Who are we? You know, just in mm. your faith, yes. uh, in, your, in, your, uh, in your nationality, you gotta know who you are before you can stand up to someone coming against you. Right. So that's what he's gonna tell us. And then also we have Josh
1: Tolley. Oh, Josh Tolley does a great talk mm-hmm. about what happens if the banking system were to collapse mm-hmm. or the government has to be is able to look inside inside uh, what's going on yep. within banks and so forth so ladies and gentlemen you are definitely not going to want to miss that yeah, with we're Josh. talking
0: about we're talking about uh, bitcoin we're talking about um, digital currencies two different things by the way yeah. where do you put your money safely what do you do what you know how do you prepare for this if one world currency or currency goes away altogether there's all kinds of talk about this heading toward 2030 yeah. do your research it's coming yeah. So we got to know what to do there. And also some other things we're going to put on Rumble. Uh, Rumble is oh, our uh, uncensored uh, platform for Rude Awakening International. It's kind of like YouTube. We're going to be talking to Judy Mikovits. Where do you know that name? Judy Mikovitz. She was on a documentary, uh, speaking of which, the most watched documentary of all time now. Yeah. Uh, kind of an underground type of thing called Plandemic. She's going to be telling you what's coming down, what is happening in the medical world that maybe you need to be aware of mm. so that you're not... Taken captive um, by it, so yeah. to speak. So she's going to be talking about that, uh, and we have all all kinds of other great stuff too coming for that series.
1: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Also, this is one of our last times that we can talk about our year end giving. Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time. Now is the time. If you've ever had the wanted to have the opportunity to give to a root awakening, please, please pray and prayerfully consider giving to a root awakening now, ladies and gentlemen. Give give your money where it'll do some good. And I promise you, here at A root Awakening, we're spreading the gospel to all parts of the world. It'll do some good. Thank you.
0: All right, thanks, Ted. All right, so Keith Johnson and I will discuss that words mean things, as Brad Scott used to put it. We're gonna talk about the burning bush and the name of Jehovah tonight. Stay tuned for episode three of The Name of God, Pure and Simple. Certain things in our world have the same meaning in every culture and every language, like a smile from one person to another and the eternal name of God. Using examples from his ministry travel around the world and some intriguing discoveries in his grandmother's Bible, Keith Johnson demonstrates how the name of God is universal, regardless of place or time.
2: My grandmother never shared with me that she read the Bible. Uh, I never heard about the Bible my whole life, but this is her Bible. It's her family Bible. It's the 1901 version, and we've already found some real cool nuggets (laughs) regarding the name that are in there, to be honest, that I didn't know until I cracked open her Bible.
0: In this month's love gift teaching, Grandma's Bible, Keith Johnson offers a compelling and entertaining perspective that confirms that the name of God is indeed forever and for everyone. Right now, for a limited time, you can get your copy of Grandma's Bible by donation. Donate a $50 love gift, and we'll send you Grandma's Bible on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you Grandma's Bible, plus a replica Megiddo coin keychain and a collectible Dead Sea Scrolls pottery model containing an excerpt from the Scroll of Isaiah. Or as a special offer for a donation of $300, we'll send you Grandma's Bible, the Megiddo coin keychain, and Dead Sea Scrolls pottery, plus a breathtaking necklace matching the Megiddo coin keychain featuring an ancient Hebrew seal dating back to the 8th century BC. These are special gifts from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. Don't wait. Grandma's Bible is available only until December 31st and supplies are limited. Call now to receive your gifts, 888-766-3610, or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. So are you having fun yet? Because we are (laughs) the name of God, pure and simple. You watch the first couple of weeks and the last couple of weeks are getting even better. And uh, Keith Johnson, thank you for joining us here today. We are to your credit, giving these with the uh, DVD or the Blu-ray of this series. And yeah, I mean, thank you for doing so. Why, why, this why? is a wonderful thing. <laughs> and in the back here, like you said, so, you know, sometimes the, the best part of
2: the book is the back, so you skip yes. to the back first. Yes.
0: And you've got what? Every reference
2: in the oh, Bible here is to where the name of God is used. Scott, we have in there, I don't think, I think the Bible references are something like three or 400 different Bible references that wow. are the basis for what we're talking about. I call you my fellow Bible thumper. <laughs> We've been okay. Bible thumping back and forth, and yes. we want to invite our SNL Bible thumpers to become study partners with us. Yes, we gave the book to to a Root Awakening as a start, just to say thank you, and we 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 are we are we are supporting a Root Awakening. And I think by people doing this, not only they're supporting a Root Awakening, but they're going to be able to study along with us. And I am. I don't know about you, the CD in the back, eighty yep. different names. In the front, we even got from Doctor Nehemiah Gordon. Uh, 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 what do you call that? Where they where they talk about it? He says he calls it a magnificent study. Oh, he's a uh, four word. Yes, four the four word. word. Yes. So anyway, hopefully, people will get the book and and study along with us. I really, really am excited about the way that we're approaching this. Get your favorite Bible, open it up, crack it open, compare and contrast. This is a great foundational study guide that can come along with it.
0: Well, thank you for giving it for as part of the package. So there's where you can get it at the bottom of your screen. You can get all four episodes on DVD or Blu-ray, your choice, and you can also get it right here. You can get his hallowed name revealed wow. again, uh, Keith's book. So thank you very much, Keith, for Absolutely. blessing this ministry with that. And you will be blessed by getting it, so get it. There it is right now. Get it, it's on the bottom of your screen. If you like what you see on Shabbat Night Live, you'll love the bonus episodes now available only on the MichaelRude.tv app. These bonus episodes dive deep to give you more serious study, cutting-edge content, and righteous raves you won't find anywhere else. It's Michael Rude Uncut. Sign up now to get the MichaelRude.tv app free for 14 days. It's everything Michael Rude plus all new bonus episodes you won't find anywhere else.
3: Sign up to watch now at MichaelRude.tv. Some of the traditions in modern-day Judaism are what Yeshua said are takanot, laws which change biblical law, which are forbidden, and Yeshua said don't do them. But other traditions are remembrances of good things in the past, and they are a shadow picture of good things to happen in the future. On the Sabbath, we take two hollow loaves, two loaves of bread. This represents the manna, the double portion that we received on the sixth day. This was God's provision for us. And this is what it continues to mean to us today. When Yeshua just before his crucifixion, the night before his crucifixion, at the Last Supper that he had with his disciples, he took bread and he blessed, not the bread, he blessed the Most High. And he said, Baruch Yehovah, Homozi Lechem Min Haaretz. And he broke the bread and he said, This is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, remember this, by his stripes, we were healed, and then he took the cup, and he said, in the prayer of Melchizedek to Abraham, Baruch atah Melaka Alam, Bore Borei perehagafin, Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine, and Yeshua said this, what you have been doing for a thousand years from the time of Abraham, this represents the renewed covenant in my blood, this is how I will pay for the broken covenant. I will pay the death penalty and do this until I come.
0: The name of Yehovah is quite simple. I mean, there's four letters, there's Three vowel pointings, it's Yehovah, quite simple actually. So, this is the name of God, pure and simple. So we, we focus on the name of Jehovah. We know
2: what it is, but what does it mean? Keith Johnson, thank you for joining us again for this series. Yes, thank let's you dive for having in, me, Scott. And by the way, I want to just tell you, you're doing a phenomenal job with that big old Jerusalem Bible over there. I mean you gotta <laughs> figure it out <how> to <laughs> You know, we we've explored how the, the verses don't even start where you
0: think they're supposed yeah, to start. Yeah, they start yeah. in the middle and but it's fun to it's yeah. fun to read.
2: I uh, hope that everyone else is taking advantage of this, bringing their Bibles, whatever translation it yes. might be and and taking notes. I mean, this is a great thing. I also want to say something about what you guys do with Shabbat Night Live. You know, there are people, I was talking to uh, Avia in in the back, and I was asking her, how did you hear about A Root Awakening? Sure enough, she said that she was on YouTube, and she was looking, and she couldn't stop on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, You guys do a phenomenal job of getting great information out there. uh, Like I said, Michael has been an ambassador, A Root Awakening International, an, an organization that really has been putting uh, the name out there in, in powerful ways. In fact, I called uh, on my way here uh, today, I called Nehemia um, and he's done a number of uh, uh, shows with Michael. He says, I don't remember the names of them, but I know we talked about the Gentiles knowing his name. I know we talked about rabbis speaking out. <laughs> I know we talked about the pronunciation Yahweh yeah. as an example. Uh, so hopefully people take advantage of that. There's just the amount of information, the quality of the production, uh, the communication is so clear. Um, I just I just have to say thank you uh, to Michael and to you guys for what you're doing. It makes it makes those of us that are talking about it in other ways a whole lot easier. <laughs> well, you know, it's, of course we we thank Yehovah. Yeah, and, we and sure then do.
0: Yehovah moves on those who support sure this does. without yes.
2: whom we are nothing. Yeah, and by the way, I'm hoping that people will take advantage of of, of supporting uh, continuing to support a Root awakening uh, international. I made a mention, and I and I mean this. I, th- I hope you guys. Uh, I think Ted would agree. Um, I sent some books over here, not because we're trying to sell books, but for those that want. To go deeper into this, uh, what they do in getting those books will support uh, Michael Rood and uh, Rood Awakening International. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm blessed to be able to do it, you know, because I feel like uh, it wouldn't have happened without him uh, saying yes to that phone call. I mean, and not only like, I don't know if you know this, I mean, he let me live in his house with him. I mean, we were in, oh really? In, in yeah, I mean, I lived in the apartment with wow. him, and I just. Man, Michael, thank you, my friend. That uh, uh, that is, apartment has some stories. You yeah. know? Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> you know, I say what I love about it is, is that, you know, you actually have witness. You know, sometimes people say, there's no way that really happened that way. Uh, but yeah, it really did. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about a little bit now. We're going to talk about one that I'm particularly excited about. It's the he is aspect of his name. And we're using our English Bible to do that. So I want you to turn to uh, Exodus chapter 3 verse two. Now, I will tell you something. In the name of God, pure and simple, what I did, was it's a free resource guide, by the way. This is not a big promo. It's a free resource guide for people that you can go online and say, name of God, pure and simple. It should pop up bfainternational.com. What I did was put, I think there's got to be well over 50 uh, presentations that are free for people to understand who his name is in different presentations. Um, One of them that is really, really exciting, we did an entire webinar series where Nehemiah came on the webinar series and did a discussion of Exodus 3.14, the famous Eheyeh, Asher Eheyeh, where the father speaks his name to Moses. But before we get to that section is a section I want to talk about with you right now. So could you do me a favor? Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. And if you could read that for me, I'd appreciate it. 1 and 2. All Mm -hmm. right. Moses was looking after the flock of Jethro,
0: his father-in-law, priest of Midian. He led his flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, the angel of Yahweh appeared to him in the shape of a flame of fire coming from the middle of a bush. Moses looked at it. There was the bush blazing, but it was not being burned up. Okay, now...
2: I, I, I chuckle because this is what happens. You're, you're, you're like, this is what happens to me in my personal Bible study. I start laughing sometimes. I'm like, what? That's what it says in English? What? What does it say in Hebrew? And, and it's just amazing. But before we get to it, I'm, I'm going to wonder if there aren't people like Moses. You know, he sees something that's just not, not in the normal. Mm-hmm. He's, he's out, he knows what the things are supposed to look like, right? He's supposed. Yeah. All of a sudden he sees, what does it say in English there? He
0: sees uh, a a flame of fire coming from the middle of a bush. Uh, The
2: bush was blazing, but it was not being burned up. He said, he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire. I mean, my grandma's Bible now, the old KJV. He looked and it burned and behold, the bush burned with the fire and the bush was not consumed. And then it says in verse three, if I can read from my old KJV. And Moses said this, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And then verse four, and when Yehovah saw that he turned aside to see, God called Moses. I'm telling you, I, mm. I, I mean, before we even get into the Hebrew of this, I, there's got to be people sometimes where father's waiting. Mm. Here's the sign and he's waiting. Now the sign's there. He's waiting. Is, is Moses going to keep I mean, he's He's got a busy job. He's got his shepherding. He's got his sheep. He, maybe he's too busy for the burning bush. You see? The father says he waits to see when Moses decides, I'm going to slow down and mm. take a second look. In other words, let's just get the picture now. Moses is doing his job. He's got his nine to five. In the middle of his nine to five, he sees something that's out of the normal. What does he see? In in English, it says he sees what? How does it it say there? What did he see? He saw
0: a a bush blazing, but it was not being burned up. In
2: other words, Moses knows. Maybe he's seen other bushes in the past where lightning hits him or something. What happens when something gets hit with lightning or or when something's on fire? It is consumed. consumed. Mm -hmm. Moses is saying, wait a minute. Now look, I, I don't think it's heat stroke here. Something's different about this particular bush. And what does Moses do? He slows down and he takes a second look, and then the father says, what? Then
0: the father says, now Yahweh saw him go forward and look, and God called to him from the middle of the
2: bush. Oh, Scott, so is he not waiting for us sometimes to slow down ourselves? Yeah. In other words, Mm. here comes the sign. Hey, listen, honestly, some people are listening to this who don't know all of the Hebrew grammar and they don't know all the issues and maybe they just found this on YouTube and they're listening or saying, hey, you know what? Something something about this. Something something about this. I need, to, I need to listen a little bit more. And as soon as they stop to listen, the father does what? Yeah. When he sees that Moses has got enough, he's not too busy on social media. He's not too busy with his cell phone. He's not too busy watching TV. Moses decides to see something that's out of the normal and it catches the attention of heaven.
0: Yep. Well, I, I like what, what I like here is I wonder what yours says that we can just look at for a second. Mm-hmm. Now, Yahweh saw him go forward. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for, similar to what you're saying, waiting for Moses to
2: make a move. Yeah, and it's funny, in English it says he turned aside. You know, in other words, he's going this way, he stops. In other words, my path is this way. I'm this yep. way, I'm this way, I'm this way. And isn't that, isn't that what happens <laughs> sometimes? I'm just going, I'm just going, and Father's like, hey, 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 no, I'm too busy, Father. I'm too busy serving you. I'm too busy working for you. I'm too busy to get in my Bible and read it. And he says, hey, slow down. Mm -hmm. Just slow down for a second. And when he says to slow down, he sees something amazing, he calls him. Before we get to that verse, can I open my Hebrew Bible? This is so cool. Yes, please. Now, while, is,
0: while you look at that, you
2: know what that's also indicative of? What, Scott?
0: When we are going our way and until we turn aside and repent. Amen. Only then will Yahweh's people go, oh, I'm never going to hear God. Yeah, I mean, repent and see what happens. Repent. Turn aside. Stop. See what happens. Yeah, Stop, exactly. turn aside. See what happens.
2: So it's, it's, boy, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Boy, oh boy, I'm going to get in (laughs) trouble for this one. Sometimes, say sometimes. Sometimes. God uses things that will force us to slow down. Oh. Sometimes, say sometimes. Sometimes. He does something so amazing you have no choice but to slow down. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. He does things that are very inconvenient for us to slow us down. <laughs> and I will tell you, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> he does it to me. And I got to be honest <laughs> with you. It, and this is why I'm doing this right now. And this is a sometimes situation. This is an invitation situation. Scott, I had no plans of doing any more. In fact, we, we, had, we had run out of books our administrator called and said, should we order more? I'm like, ah, we're in our fourth printing. I've got other things I'm working on, other things. but say sometimes.
0: Sometimes. He
2: slows us down. He slows me down. He says, no, you need to get some more books because the fire is burning over here. Mm. I'm doing something in the earth right now. I'm getting the attention of people around the world. I'm waking up people in Eastern Europe. I'm waking up people in Africa. I'm waking up people in, in South America. I'm waking up people in China regarding the name of God. Mm. Do you know, (laughs) I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'll say it. I got myself a Chinese Bible. I was in China for about four years, back and forth. My wife was working there, uh, uh, leading a school, a Montessori school. Two Christian uh, folks had started a school and they were doing doing Bible studies and they were doing uh, all sorts of things, these folks. Powerful, powerful thing. Um, I got a chance to get my hands on a Chinese Bible and uh, I went to the place where the, the most Bibles are printed in the entire world. I went to that place. Um, I'm, I'm looking at that. They hand me the Bible, and you look in the Bible, and I'm talking to the Chinese person. I take them to uh, to uh, Exodus chapter 6, and what does it say? Yehihua in Chinese. Yehihua. That's how they say his name in the Chinese Bible. Now, my point is, the fire's burning. The bushes are burning all over the world, and the Father is inviting people to slow down and take a second look. And in our English Bibles, we can find something. In the English Bible, if you would keep reading, mm-hmm. it says, and the bush was not consumed. Now, when I read that, immediately I ask myself the question, what do you mean the bush was not consumed? I mean, that's just a question that I'm asking. How do, I mean, a fire is gonna consume something. So what, what was going on? I mean, if it's really fire, fire consumes, correct? Mm-hmm. So obviously it must be something else. Uh, Exodus 3, 1 through 4, what does Moses say? If you can read verses uh, 4. Uh,
0: Moses says. I'm sorry. I must go and look at this. Verse
2: 3, for me, read it.
0: Uh, I must go and look at this strange sight, Mm. Moses said, and see
2: why the bush is not burned. Mm -hmm. In other words, in my grandma Bible, it says I've got to see this this great sight, a marvelous sight. Um, He stops to see it. And what is it that we're talking about? We're talking about the key thing in this whole passage, believe it or not, it's a really boring little little statement, but it's a Hebrew word, hasene, the bush, hasene, 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 five times I think it is, hasene, hasene, the bush, the bush, the bush, the bush, the bush. And so I'm thinking to myself, Hmm. so what does the bush mean? So you do a little digging and you come to find out that this particular word is only used related to this scene And one other verse. In other words, this Hasene, this bush is different than any other bush in the Bible. Mm. By the Hebrew understanding, this bush was reserved as a bush that we find later um, means something pretty cool. I want you to go to Deuteronomy (laughs) chapter 30, verse 16. This is the only other time that the word Hasene, the bush is used. And and we'll we'll read your Bible. I don't know what it says. <laughs> if we can read the whole verse. Yeah,
0: so find out where the verse 30, is. 30 verse 16. 30 verse 16. If you obey the commandments, is that that, that, right place here? (laughs) It's okay, (laughs) again, hard to tell in this Bible. Uh, If you obey the commandments of Yahweh your God that I enjoin on you today, if you love Yahweh your God and follow his ways, if you keep his commandments, his laws, his customs, you will live and increase,
2: and Yahweh your God will bless you in the land in which you are entering to make your own. Now this is an example where folks, we could do post-production and fix this. I gave Scott the wrong verse. Okay. But I don't think it's the wrong verse. <laughs> I want you to read that again. Do okay. me a favor. Read, read that verse again, and, and let's just have a little commercial. Go ahead. And that and is it. indeed the right verse. It, it's not the right verse. That I gave you that right verse, okay. but I gave you the wrong verse. But you read the verse <laughs> that God wanted us to hear because it's the Sine. We gotta, slow down. We gotta, <laughs> you gotta see, to slow down, we gotta see
0: the bush. Can you go ahead and read it again? <laughs> yes, if you obey the commandments of Yahweh your God that I enjoin on you today, if you love Yahweh your God and follow his ways, if you keep his commandments, his laws, his customs, you will live and increase and Yahweh your God will bless you in the land which you are entering to make your own.
2: <laughs> this is an example of the burning bush. I wasn't supposed to give you that verse. <laughs> 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 but I love that verse. It is a good verse. Can you not not read it? Tell me what you hear in that verse. What What, do you hear in that verse? If you obey the commandments, Mm. good things will happen. Mm. In other words, God has a a plan for us. Mm -hmm. God has a word for us. And again, back to the book, while we're going through the book, go through the book, open the book, just crack the book. Mm. You're gonna find things like what just happened. (laughs) It wasn't even the right verse. That's right. But it pops off the page for us. Can you now go to Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 16? Okay.
0: 33, 16, Deuteronomy 33, verse 16. 16. All right, the best of the land and all it holds. The best of the land and all it holds, the favor of him who dwells in the bush.
2: Ah. this is the only time "hasene" is used, Mm. the bush. When you say the bush relating to the issue of Moses and seeing a burning bush that's not consumed, which means it wasn't fire. Hmm. Obviously it was something else. What's something else that sometimes shows up in fire? What does it say in that verse in thirty-three sixteen? The one who Dwells. dwelt, the Shekinah, who dwelled. In, in other words, this bush that Moses saw was the presence of the Almighty in the bush. In fact, if you do a little further study, mm-hmm. they say that this particular bush sometimes could be seen as a fruit bush a blueberry type bush, a bush with many colors. So all of a sudden, now you've got this colorful bush that now has fire, enough to catch the attention of Moses. Mm. In other words, he didn't just see some tumbleweed that was going down. This is the presence of the Almighty. You know what, could you look at that verse in your Bible? Because I
0: wanna wanna see something about the word bush Mm -hmm. and see if it is the same in yours.
2: Yes. Uh, Is the word bush
0: capitalized?
2: Uh, It does not capitalize here, but does it capitalize there? Capitalize. Are you kidding me? Right there. (laughs) Right there. You see it there? Okay, this is good news. We're going to show show folks this, right? Yeah, absolutely. There it is right there. Now, the people that want to throw the Jerusalem Bible under the bush. (laughs) Under the bus? (laughs) Or the bush. don't, don't Don't throw them under the bush. Guess what? They got it.
0: They got that one they right. They got that. See, and English. that's one of the redeeming qualities I love about this no, book. No,
2: listen, what they're saying is why I'm so excited. Now listen, I didn't know, I didn't check that Bible ahead of time. Yeah, no, Scott, I asked bring your you. favorite translation. I'm gonna bring the Jerusalem Bible. Great, what is it? Okay, and you're telling me the verse that I'm preparing to talk about he is. The invitation, the Jerusalem Bible caught it and grandma's Bible didn't. Mm, interesting. Capitalized. Yeah. And there's something about that. What's the something? There is something called the bush. Right. There's one of those. And in Deuteronomy 33:16, 16, it says, that bush is the one where the creator of the universe himself, his presence was in the bush. Now, let's back up. Moses is out with his sheep and his, his folks. He's doing what he's doing. He's got his nine to five. And all of a sudden, he sees a big, colorful bush that has a fiery presence to it. That's what Moses saw, and that's what made Moses stop and turn and see something else. That's what made Moses um, uh, slow down and take a second look. Now, I want you to go to, in the New Testament, and do you have the chronological Gospels? I do, yes. Excellent. Can you say something about the chronological Gospels before we do this? Oh. Something, why, why do you like that? What, what is it about that that you enjoy?
0: I love that it just puts everything in order in the correct order because mm-hmm. uh, Michael did something profound here. You know, there's other chronological gospel mm-hmm. Bibles mm-hmm. out there, but Michael is the only one that really took the care and attention to do it because he considered all sources, especially Hebrew sources, yes, and put it together. And once you do that, all of a sudden, Yeshua's life becomes the, the feasts mm-hmm. from beginning to beginning. To mm-hmm. end, and mm-hmm. it all lines up, and it all makes sense, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everything Yeshua said on a particular day makes sense because now mm-hmm. it's lined up in chronological order, mm-hmm. and it makes sense, and it uh, there's no yeah. more mystery. It takes out all the mystery. It's all explained. When he when
2: he gets back, I'm gonna g- bring in my hard copy. He signed a hard copy of the chronological oh. gospel for me. One of those first ones. I'm gonna come in here and open up. And we'll just have a good old fashioned revival. Cause, <laughs> cause he really has some great stuff in there. In fact, that's why we're doing in in um, in. Uh, Hebrew Gospel Pearls. I don't know. Can I? I think I can say this right now because we're actually you. you what a rude awakening allowed us to do is to come in and to record the last. I think it is the last uh, six or seven episodes right here in this studio, where you got all of these great people, all of these uh, these. I'm not sitting there with Nehemia in some uh, Zoom, mm-hmm. but we're. You know, <laughs> and it was Michael that got us started in that. So anyway, wow. I. I so now let's go to these verses. Okay. Uh, Yeshua and the bush, Mark chapter 12, verse 26. And Mark I hope 12, I have 26. the right verse.
0: <laughs> Mark 12, 26, so I'm gonna use the index at the beginning mm-hmm. here. And that will be found on page, let's see here. 204 if you have the Chronological Gospels because they're all correlated, large oh, okay, or small. okay, so yeah, all right. Yeah, that won't be, f- okay. So Mark, Mark 12, you said, what was it again? 12, 26. 12, 26. Mm-hmm. Mark 12:26 26. Concerning the resurrection of the dead... Have you not read the scroll of Moses that said, Yehovah spoke to him out of the bush, mm-hmm. saying, I am the Elohim
2: of Abraham and the Elohim of Yitzhak and of Elohim of Yaakov. So what does he do? Uh, Yeshua decides, and every single Jew that every would have read the Tanakh knows about when you say the bush, you mean the bush. Mm-hmm. So in what is he saying there? He says, the I am, he is the bush. Read Luke 20,
0: 37. Luke 20, 37 is the same. See, that's what I love about the Chronological Gospels. It's on the same page because it's the same story. And there it is. There you go. Twenty thirty seven. 37. Uh, th- 20, 37, yes. Yes, of Luke. Now then, the dead will be raised, but even as Moses was instructed at the bush <laughs> when he called Yehovah the Elohim of Abraham and of Elohim, Elohim of Yitzhak and the Elohim of Yaakov.
2: In the New Testament, we're defining the Chronologicals right there. Yeshua himself is saying he is the is he is. He, he is. is. And what was the invitation? The invitation was something that, that the Father did out in that desert with that burning colorful bush of fire. And we could go even further into the Hebrew. In my book, I do go further. There's some things regarding the whole invitation uh, that really jump off the page. But I wanted to focus specifically on the words, the bush, that your Bible caught, Yeshua caught it in uh, the New Testament, the Chronological Gospels, and Moses definitely caught it. He is.
0: Indeed, let's continue in just a moment. We're gonna keep on plugging. All right, thank you for bringing Keith here. I'm thanking you because you made it possible. You can make it possible for others to see this well into the future. The way we do that is through your donations to A Awakening International. That's the only way we make this happen. So thank you for making it happen now. And we ask you to make it happen into the future, just as we're talking about now. Before, now, and into the future, just as Yehovah's name is. Uh, We want to thank you again for making this possible. Uh, We're gonna take a couple more minutes. We'll be right back. And thank you for your support of Shabbat Night Live. Just like we've been talking about, Jehovah, who was, who is, who is to come. You have made it possible for others in the future to see this. Others made it possible for you to see it in the past. And now you get the blessing of getting it now with the is, the, ah, the present. It, Scott,
2: you're preaching now, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're dealing with the is. And, 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 yes. and, and you know my excitement with, for this is that anytime I get a chance to deal with three things, language, history, and context. When I'm dealing with those three things, I, I always say that those are the things that unlock uh, my Bible, where I can get a chance to encounter um, as the Father intended for us to. And the, the sine, ha sine, happens to be one of those things. And like I said, I go deeper in, into the book, but, but what I really love is to be, able, to be able to read my grandma's Bible, to know what's under it, but then to read my grandma's Bible and to think, man, you know, there it is right there. Mm-hmm. Then the thing that there's no way we could have planned There's no way we could have known that your translation, and I wonder how many translations do what your translation did, but that is amazing. Of course, Scott's the one who picked, I mean, some people would have just read through, but you're like, no, 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 detail. I see a capital. I gotta tell you something that happened as we were, (laughs) as I was coming in here. You know, sometimes, you know, folks probably can't appreciate how much time and energy and resource it takes to put a Shabbat night live together. You guys I mean, I've seen, I've seen Michael. I mean, he's he's the hardest working man in in ministry. I mean, maybe that's why he's got a little sab- sabbatical right now. He needs to take a little rest. I mean, the guy just goes, 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 and the and the producers and and all this thing. So when I walk in, you know, I get a little rattle, razzled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little. I'm like, I got my box and I got my things and I'm going in, <laughs> and I can't find my phone. Mm. So, <laughs> Ken is out here, sound man. Ken. Do they call him Ken? Ken- Kenneth. Oh, they call him Kenneth. Okay, mm-hmm. Ken. Kenneth's out, sound man Kenneth. He's the best sound man in all of the production group. He's really great at what he does. Amen, he's best in the country. He's the best in the country, excellent. (laughs) He can make me sound good. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I've got all this stuff, my my Bibles, my computer, and I'm like, wait, where's my phone? I can't find my phone. I need my phone, I got the pictures. I got a text from our administrator sending me something and I can't find the phone. I said, Kenneth, can you call the phone? So He goes goes into the room, back the green room. I've got my own green room. It says, Nehemia and Keith still. Can you take the Nehemia Parker? <laughs> no, he's not here this time. Okay. <laughs> I got my own green room. So I go back in my groom room with, with Kenneth and we're back there. I say, call my phone. What's the number? Beep, 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 beep. Ring. And we're looking. I mean, literally we hear it. I mean, if he's not my witness, we hear this thing ringing. We start tearing apart the couch. We can't find this. We can't find it. We can't find it. And finally... Under the book is my phone. <laughs> 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 and he kind says, he says, isn't that life? Sometimes you go through tearing through all this stuff and just right there at the foundation, it's right there. And again, it was a picture for me because right here in this book, the phone is ringing. Yep. <laughs> it's right in the Bible. Folks, if you've got your Bible, hopefully you've got it open. We're dealing with the he is right now. Mm. So let's continue to a, my favorite Story once I became a part of the uh, the church at age 15, someone told me this story and I couldn't believe it. Can you go to First Samuel yeah. chapter 17? And everyone knows this story. Come on, this is a Amen. this is a great story. First, well, I think it starts in 16. In fact, you know what? We don't even have to. I'll I'll ask you first. Uh, do you ever have you ever heard the story of David and Goliath? Of course, yes. You can tell me what you know about David and Goliath, just off the top.
0: David brings food to his brothers on the front lines. They're all afraid of this giant on the other side. David says, what are you talking about? Aren't you God's army? Come on, stand up for yourselves. Yes. Puts on Saul's armor, says, no, I don't want that. I'm just gonna go with my sling. Mm -hmm. uh, Slings uh, uh, Goliath in the head. Once he's knocked out, goes over, cuts his head off. End of story.
2: End of story. That's a great part of the story. And you got it exactly right, except... There's a few little things in the story that we find in our English Bible that kind of jump off the page. Hmm. So I want to go to Exodus, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Okay. And I want you to open up if you would. 1 Samuel 17. Okay. Now the Philistines gathered, it says, verse one, their armies to battle and were gathered together at, uh, let's see here, uh, I can't see it, Shekol, which belongeth to, Oh, what is that?
0: Shekoh, uh, a town of Judah. Yep, and go ahead and read yours. Uh, and pitched camp between Sokoh and Az- Azica mm-hmm. in uh, Ephes Damim. Okay, and read verse two. Saul and the Israelites also mustered, pitching camp in the valley of Terebinth.
2: Uh, oh, it says what? Ter- Terebinth. So, wait, no, back up again. Okay. Read, read, uh, read, oh, I'm sorry, read, uh, wh- what verse did you just read? That was verse
0: two. That was two, yeah. Saul, read
2: verse two. Okay. Saul and the
0: Israelites also mustered, pitching uh, mustering themselves, uh, uh, pitching camp in
2: the valley of Terebinth. wrong. Oh. Grandma's Bible says, grandma understands here, and it says, and Saul uh, and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah. And ah. set the battle in array against the Philistines. Now, why do I want to tell this story? This is testimony time. So, I had something happen. <laughs> Again, Michael was key. Um, I did a series on this book, and, and and when I and when I sent the book, I sent it to the one of the owners of a television chase, a, a Christian television station. And this owner was so excited about the book. Uh, the owner actually wrote a uh, a testimony about the book, um, and and I put it in the book. And we did a couple couple interviews there in the book. In fact, I invited Nehemia to go in with me. And we did a couple, which are epic interviews. (laughs) I should put those up. (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, I wouldn't let him talk. (laughs) Anyway, we're doing this interview on this Christian television station. They were promoting, 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 promoting. And they finally got to the place where it was time for me to do the television show. And I'm doing the television show and recorded the entire television show. And what I did is I brought into the television station The Aleppo Codex, a copy of the Aleppo Codex, which I received from my dear friend, Reggie White, who is the man who introduced me to Michael, Mm. okay? Reggie White gave me a, a copy of the Aleppo Codex. He had bought four of them. They were out of print. He gave one to Nehemia Gordon, one to my dear friend, Kadri Ismail, one to me and one for himself. The second thing I brought in was the Leningrad Codex, the oldest, most complete Hebrew Bible that we have. The Leningrad Codex and the Aleppo Codex, I brought those two witnesses into the television show. I'm doing episode one. It's going great. It's like I'm in TV. It's episode two, and episode three, and episode four, and after get up to episode six or so, uh, I got a phone call. that said, uh, "You, you're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna let you um, continue with your show uh, because you're bringing in those manuscripts that we believe are anti-Yeshua." Like what? Hmm. Anti-Yeshua. And they went on and on. I talk about this a, a, a number of times with Nehemiah. Long story short. Nehemiah sees I'm completely dejected. I just poured my soul into this. I've done this book. I've done a television show, and they just canceled it because they didn't want the Aleppo Codex and the Leningrad Codex to be shown to people that if I open that up, it was not. They believed it was anti-Yeshua, and I couldn't believe it, and we talked about it, et cetera. The bottom line is they wanted Nehemiah to come in and do a debate. Uh, we decided that was not something that would, would that would be wise or to do, uh, so they said, okay, well, you don't exist anymore. Your stuff is gone. When I tell this story to Michael, Michael, what <clears throat> they did what? <laughs> Michael says, i tell you what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Michael brings myself and Nehemiah to Dallas for Shavuot, and we do the first of three presentations where he says, I want you to teach what you would have taught there regarding the name of God. Nehemiah, however, Before we did that, Nehemiah saw me dejected. I was in his apartment. My head was down. I was like, Father, this doesn't make sense. He says, Keith, I know what we need to do. We need to go to the Valley of Elah. I'm like, why are we going to go to the Valley of Elah? (laughs) He says, get in the car. We drive to the Valley of Elah. He says, you see over there? That's where the Philistines were. I say, okay. He says, there's been a discovery of the actual fortress of the Israelites during the time of Saul. Hmm. I know where it is. It's not public. Let's go to it. We climb a mountain, we go over, all of a sudden, I couldn't believe it, Scott. We're sitting with these foundation stones of the spot where David would have walked out down into the valley. Mm. And what did he do before he got to the. In fact, why don't you read the Bible? Tell, okay. tell me, as we get to Exodus 17, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 1 Samuel 17. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Is there not a cause? 17, okay. All right. So go to 17 verse 37. 17 verse
0: 37. Mm -hmm. Yahweh who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear, David said, 'I uh, I will rescue me from the power of the Philistine." Mm-hmm. Keep reading. Uh, then Saul said to David, "Go, and Yahweh be with you." Amen. Continue. Saul made David put on his own armor and put on a bronze helmet on his head and gave him a breastplate to wear. And mm-hmm. over David's armor, he buckled his own sword, but not being used to these things, uh, yes. used to these things, uh, David found he could not walk. I cannot walk with these, he said to Saul. I am not used to them. So they took them off again.
2: Yes, keep one more verse.
0: He took his staff in his hand, picked up five smooth stones from the riverbed, put them in his shepherd's bag, in his pouch, and with his sling in his hand, he, met, he went to meet the Philistine.
2: <laughs> so date. so I'm with Nehemiah. Nehemiah says, Keith, you see over there, that's where the Philistines were. Now we're over here where Saul is. Now let's go down into the valley. And when we go down into the valley, we're gonna pick up some smooth stones. I said, where do the stones come from? He said, what do you mean, where do they come from? They came from, well, I, I don't know. He checks online, he finds out they came from a place called Migdal-Oz. What is Migdal-Oz? Uh, you know the verse that says, uh, Yehovah is a strong tower, mm-hmm. the righteous run into it and are safe. Yes. That's, that's the Migdal-Oz. Oh, so these okay. stones came down the valley and they clashed together, clashed together, clashed together. By the time they made it to the valley, they were smooth. David decides to go down and then he picks up five smooth stones. Nehemiah says, let's get some let's get some smooth stones. Now, we ended up doing a video <laughs> that's at, you know, when we go to um, Name of God Pure and Simple, there's one of the videos, free video, is called Border Busters. And people can actually watch this video. This is just after I got kicked off TV. Now, Himeo wants to encourage me and he wants to take me down to the place where David picks up five smooth stones for a biblical reason, though, he says. He says, I want us to read the verse from that spot and see what it says. So, I want you to do something. Go to First Samuel 17, verse 47. I'm sorry, read 46 first, okay? Oh, uh, uh, read verse 45. Verse and then go through 47. 47. Yes.
0: Okay. But David answered the Philistine: You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I
2: come against you in the name of Yahweh Stop.
0: <laughs>
3: no?
2: Does he really say that? Yes. He says, Look, I'm not co- listen, I know how big you are. I-, I know, I know, I know who you are. Everyone's afraid of you. But you're coming to me the way you're coming to me. I come to you. And David says out of his mouth, in the name Jehovah. That's what David says. Mm -hmm.
0: Keep reading, my friend. Yehovah Sabaoth, the name, pardon me, Yahweh Sabaoth is what this says in here. Yeah. Uh, the God of the armies of Israel. You can't help it, Scott. Even though
2: it does says Yahweh, you just mm. can't help yeah. it. You know it's <laughs> but I, we're, Hey folks, I've asked Scott to try to discipline himself, but sometimes he just can't help himself. He's got to say it the way it is in the Hebrew Bible. Go ahead, Scott, read it again. All right. Uh, in the name of Yahweh Sabaoth,
0: the name of the of the God, pardon me, the the God of the armies of Israel that you have dared to insult. Yes. Today Yahweh will deliver you into my hand and I shall kill you. I will cut off your head and this very day I will give your dead body and all the bodies of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now verse
2: 47 which is our key verse. that all
0: this assembly may know that it is not by sword or by spear that Yahweh gives the victory,
2: for Yahweh is Lord of the battle and he will deliver you into our power. And uh, all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves, Mm -hmm. not with sword and spear, for the battle is Yehovah's and he will give you into our hands. Hmm. Now, if I open up, that's my grandma's Bible. If I open up the American Standard Version, Guess what the ASV says? The Mm. ASV says, 1 Samuel 17, 47, and that all this assembly may know that Jehovah saveth, not with sword and spear, for the battle is Jehovah's, and he will give you into our hand. Now, when I'm reading in Hebrew, there is a rare spelling that we're gonna have to figure out how to put up on the screen. Okay. This rare spelling, is is for those who don't like the pronunciation Yehovah I bet it's going to change your mind I'm, I'm telling you this rare spelling is amazing here's what it has in uh, 1747 I'm looking here 47 and they will know all of this congregation uh that is not by sword or spear but that and here's the word for salvation Yehoshiah. Mm. <laughs> says this is David talking it says yeh ho Yehovah, together, hmm. side by side. It's a very rare spelling. Usually you don't have that hey there. It's like a Yoshia, but in this spelling, it only happens twice, but only once is Yehovah connected with it. And David, our friend David, my friends, my friend Nehemia says, Keith, you're discouraged. You're discouraged. You got real reason to be discouraged. <laughs> He's kicked you off TV. Then says, hey, I was supposed to be with you a part of that. Am I kicked off too? <laughs> yeah, you're kicked <laughs> off too. <laughs> he says, Keith, we've got to go to the Valley of Allah. We've got to deal with whether or not God is. <laughs> Yehovah is the one who saves. Yehovah, it is his battle. Yeho- I mean, David says, Yehoshia, Yehovah. Now, I had a gift from A rude Awakening that I have never showed, but I want to show it today. Okay. Catherine in Michigan did something for me. Uh, she, and this is when we were working, she, she actually created this for me. Oh, Can I you mean, take a look at that, folks? I don't know, probably post-production, I should have said what it was. This is a pouch, and in the pouch is the sling. Oh, oh this wow. This sling. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is David's sling? No, she got the original sling. <laughs> but more than that, I have here five of the pebbles, of the smooth stones, from the very spot, not from the exact spot, but it's in the valley Mm -hmm. where David would walk. So here I'm at the Valley of Allah with Nehemiah. The Bible doesn't say Allah, it's the Valley of Allah. We walk down, I got pictures of Nehemiah. I'm thinking I put one down here. I think I have the picture somewhere where Nehemiah is down, sitting down, picking stones for me.
3: Mm.
2: Picking smooth stones for me. He's like, Keith, you got to be encouraged. He is today. They, okay, it's Goliath. He's spitting. He's telling you, out, whatever. But God is for you today. And, and, and sure enough, I have a whole bag of these smooth stones. But one of them, my friend, I need to give to you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. This is one of the smooth stones. Because right now you are participating with me in this whole idea of letting people know about the fact that he is today. Mm. He is. He is the one that in the midst of our struggles and our challenges, he is. And I'm telling you, these five smooth stones, I've used, I've used a whole <laughs> bunch of different places, but I will tell you something. The spirit of what David said uh, is good today. He is for us today. Mm,
0: indeed. Indeed. Wonderful message, thank you Keith. Mm -hmm. He is for us today. Are we gonna explore next time who is to come?
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I got my sleeping bag. Can I stay one more week? <laughs> absolutely. I don't think I think if we if we did not leave in the studio. <laughs>
0: if we didn't cover who is to come, I don't think we'd be finished. <laughs> we'd be living a great gap. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week. We're going to continue next week with Who Yehovah Is to Come. And we're going to be joined again by Keith Johnson. Thank you for staying with us, Keith. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Until then, Shivuto Thank you for watching Shabbat Night
3: Live.